morning, good morning. I am so excited that we are together in Sunday school. I can't tell you, I, if I could do a cartwheel, I'm looking around. Katie, you could do a cartwheel. Do a cartwheel for me. Hi, Diane. And this is such a wonderful answer to prayer. Just before we begin, and I'm, I'm, there'll be others that will be coming through, I want to give the prayer request. Now, next week, Maya will have it printed out for us on our hard copy. But this being the first time that we're together, these are prayer requests from our Sunday school class. There are, of course, so many more church-related, but I try to keep this just to our Sunday school class as we pray one for another. I'm going to read these off, um, if you can, in, in a, oh, yes, in a second. And... Um, for your reminder to pray this week. And, um, and while I'm waiting on that, I just want to introduce, there's that smile, I want to introduce some new faces. Um, let's see, I'll, I'll have you do the introductions. Katie, would you introduce Haley? Sure. Haley, um, Special Taylor, and Gage come to the school, so they're just... Yeah. Well, they're yes, <laughs> and, and the big notation is like Baylor, and Autumn are best buds. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, yeah. So this is Baylor's mom. <laughs> yeah, even as I'm Clint's mom. Dear, dear Charmin, would you introduce this lady? Of course, you'll all remember Terry. Yep, Terry was here before we had to shut down. She's here. She's so excited to be back, and she actually um, wants to join our church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then we have listening with us, Kim has been here before. Put your hand up, Kim. Kim, Kim and Courtney. See, that, that alliteration helps this yes. COVID brain. Okay. I don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see. I believe that's good. Good morning. Hi, Elle. Here's the prayer request. I give you a piece of paper for a number of reasons. First of all, there's really good stuff on it. But secondly, as we go through our Sunday school lesson, as you open up God's word, it is so good to have the preset thought, Father, whatever you lay on my heart, whatever, whatever pricks my heart, I need to write that down. And I don't know about you, but I've been at this stage for a long time. If I don't write it down, it's gone. And there also, now Sarah knows this because she's in physical therapy, but, and this was with, with Clint. This is so beautiful. Do you know when you actually write what that does, it does so much more than put something on a piece of paper that I need to remember. It is imprinted automatically in my brain. When Clint was learning his letters, of course, it got real boring to trace the letters. Um, but what I would do is I would take masking tape and make a great big C. And literally, when you walk a letter, just the walking of a letter imprints it and interprets in the brain what that letter looks like, what that letter feels like, what that letter, how I need to remember it. See, now it, God made us so miraculously intricate, fearfully and wondrously we're made. Now I know the wonder part starts to fade and the fearful start, starts to grow. That's okay, that's okay. Because God has a plan for every single one of our days, and it's so exciting. So I give you paper and pen um, for a number of reasons, but best of all, to think about, we're, we get to open up the Word of God today as ladies in our Sunday school class. I am so thrilled, and I wish it could stretch out for three hours. 
but my Kathyisms, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's so right. And so many things happened this morning that were not eternal, but there were such avenues of frustration if I wanted to go there. And praise God, He sets us free from that. But oh, it's such a it's such a beautiful transformation that He does. Here's your prayer request. Uh, Kara Putman, yes, our dear Kara. This is Kathy's daughter. Um, most of us know Kara. She has been dealing with uh, limes for quite a while. She's running through some new tests with some new doctors, which we are just praying that um, they will find some good answers. Tom, this is Betty's Tom, uh, health and back problems. We've been praying for him. And, uh, and praise the Lord, they just got back from visiting family and had some closure with uh, some home going of their relatives. And, and, uh, but please pray for Tom. Doug Savage, this is Bev's son. Uh, he's had uh, very specific heart problems just recently. And he's been on our prayer list often. He has a number of health issues. He's going in Monday for heart tests again, okay? Todd, our dear Todd. Where's Karen? Um, praise the Lord. He's COVID-free. And, uh, and just continue to pray. He is on our personal daily prayer list, Todd, as he has battled cancer. Uh, Carol Ellis's brother, Dale. Carol is right here. Has COVID and bad lungs. And, of course, we know that that's where that attacks. Her, her brother, Dale. Um, and her dad... Lynn? No, that's mine. I'm sorry. Okay, this is, okay. Yeah. This is Karen Mendham's, Karen Mendham's dad. May have cancer. Karen, I'm sorry. Um, Karen, you were in my lesson, but I had to void you out till next week because it got way too long. But uh, anyways, what a blessing you are. Karen Mendham's dad. I am so sorry. Keep us updated on that. Um, Rachel, Rachel, our Cindy's is Cindy's daughter, and uh, her health issues, but mostly her salvation, mostly her salvation. Carol Ellis's mother-in-law had a stroke. She and Bill have been busy going up north the last couple weeks, and mostly pray for Carol Ellis's mother-in-law in her spirit. She's just, she wants to quit. She just wants to quit. Okay. Um, Kathy Gaines has an unspoken. Kathy Heider. Joan is flying on Monday. No, okay. Okay, great. And uh, praise for all the prayers holding Mary and me up. Yes, dear Mary. And uh, praise the Lord for your testimonies. Great. If you have any more, I'm giving... Oh, yes, Alice needs to be down on here for... from our, She has a lot of uh, appointments coming up in the next two weeks. And so, you got your set there. If you have any more, please get them to her. Oh, my soul, it's nine after. Ready, let's pray. One more. We could pray for Terry with her diabetes and also her hearing. Okay. Our Terry right here. All right. Father, thank you that we can gather together. Thank you, Father, for Sunday school. Thank you for our church. And thank you most of all for your word. And as we open it, Lord, I pray you would impress upon our hearts exactly what each of us need to live full. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And Father, the first thing that we lose when things empty us in our day is our, is our strength. 
And so, Father, may we understand where we need to go to live with joy, even during empty times. And, Father, that is such a miracle in our life because it's nothing we do, and it's only what you do. And I pray for this in each of these dear ladies' lives. I thank you for our visitors. Father, I thank you that we can bring our prayer requests to you. And now, Father, we commit this time to you, and we pray that you will teach us. In thy precious name, amen. All right, this is the first time we've met together since way back when. Now, when Doug told me a while back that this was going to be the Sunday that we could meet together again, I began praying, Lord, where should I begin? Where do we get to begin? I was so thrilled that we, we were going to begin. And as I prayed for the Lord to direct my thoughts about a new beginning, I naturally looked looked back and thought back on where we had ended. Way back when, before COVID shut us down, do you remember what we were studying? We were studying the Lord's Prayer. It was so beautiful to our hearts. It begins, first of all, it's the disciples asking, Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father. Girls, we couldn't get past those two words. Our Father. That is so securing. That is so loving. That is so identifying. Our Father. We get our identity because you know what he does? It goes into the next part. It's so beautiful how this is connected. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be, holy be thy name. What is our Father's name? Holy, hallowed be thy name, but what our Father does with salvation, when we ask Jesus to come into our heart, when we receive God's gift into our heart, he not only gives us forgiveness, eternal life, but for today, Carol, he gives us the gift of his spirit indwelling us. That happens right at salvation. Now, what his spirit does when it indwells that God-made place that God was always meant to dwell, it bursts us into the family. And our Father gives us his name. We're family. We're family. We should never get over that. We're family. And, and what that does is now I know who I am. I've got an identity because I'm God's child. He's given me his name. I, have my, I know who I am, and I know whose I am because I have his name. Now, We've been called a lot of names in this life, haven't we? <laughs> We're going to continue to be called a lot of names in this life. Just listen to regular news. <laughs> Conservative Christianity is being called a whole lot of names. And God says, child, remember, I have given you my name. And that name trumps all names. Let me tell you about his name. Now, one of my frustrations this morning, I had verses all typed out, and they did not run off. That's okay, because if it's not eternal, it doesn't matter, and you can get the word right here. Let me, let me run a couple things by you with his name um, and having our identity. N Nehemiah 9.5, Nehemiah 9.5, stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever, and blessed be thy glorious name. 
His name is above all other names. His glorious name is exalted above all blessing and praise, and that is the name he gives you and me. Then Psalm 148, 13, let them praise the name of the Lord. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Who's them? Family. Would you do that with me right now? Would you just say right out loud, praise the Lord. Let them praise the Lord. Psalm 148, 13, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. Father, thank you that my name is written down in the book of life. Revelation 20 and 21. And in that aspect of studying what our name is and how we received our name and how securing that is, was the fact that we pray, Father, thank you for giving me your name. Now today, enable me, help me live up to my name. It's our name. Encourage me, convict me, support me, cheer me up in your name. Lord, I praise you that I have your name. So all of that was involved in our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. It's mine too. And then, and then this is a beautiful part. Ready? Oh, you sweet son. You are the best. And in church, we do this. We do not hug. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Pale. <laughs> oh, you are so good. You know how long it took me to teach him not to hug and shake hands? <laughs> we practice and practice. He gets it. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come was the next part. And everybody automatically goes, well, this is talking about the millennial reign. Well, it is. But more personally and more practically, it's talking about thy kingdom come in earth, in me. Father, reign, you are king. Be my king today. Reign in me today. Be my, be my guide. Be my king. May I submit to your authority today. Thy kingdom come. Ready? And then it's emphasized why it is so personal and so practical Thy will be done. Father, not my will, but thine. Father, in every moment today, you reign. And that's only going to happen as I submit my will to you. Thy will be done. How different would our days go? How differently would our days go if we submitted to God's will rather than ours? Just for an instant. I'm not going to park here too long. But um, think about your day yesterday when uh, someone was rude or someone was impatient or someone just wasn't on my side or someone posted blah, blah, blah. What is God's will for that? Now, most of us know what it is. We know what it is. But girls, it's so much more than just knowing. It's so much more than wearing my WWJD bracelet. It's so much more than wearing a skirt. It's so much more than going to Sunday school. The impact of him reigning in me is submitting my will to his 
and the areas that his word teaches, I know what I'm supposed to do with that person. Now, now look at this. When, when this happens, because we are so fleshly and so fleshly driven and because we have not learned Christ and because we don't put it into practice, and we have so many opportunities to put it into practice because there are so many jerks in the world. <laughs> now, when, when I respond, when I react to that impatient person or to that rudeness or to that unfair thing, and I say, that jerk. Now, <laughs> Trina will testify, we were not allowed. I mean, the girls, even Clint, wrote verses forever when anything verbally came out of the mouth that was wrong. Um, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. Jerk is not acceptable unto our Lord. Do we know that, class? Do we know that? Yes, we know that. But we don't do it. Now, when I say I'm something, but I then live contrary to that, what am I? I'm a hypocrite. Satan use hypo uses hypocrisy more than any other failing or sin or addiction in this world. He uses hypocrisy. In the church, in our homes, in the world. So when I, look, look what happens. Look at the consequence of this. And this was all in thy will be done. I'm just drawing you back from the past into today. Okay. When I don't even say it out loud because I have learned Christ. <laughs> Close your mouth, Kathy. Be swift to hear, slow to speak. But it's a constant battle. You never learn it to the point where you get arrived. You just keep getting these opportunities to relearn it and repractice it. So when I say the word, Karen, mentally, jerk, because I don't say it out loud. <laughs> I said, <laughs> well, you got to start right at the beginning. So, yeah, when I say that, when I open my mouth, I'm, oh, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen right now. I've got to get into the other part. I'm going to come back to it, but it's, it's so vital. So, thy will be done. Then we went from there to in earth as it is in heaven, in earth specifically, in Carol, in Colleen, in Karen, in Kathy, in me, Father. Thy will be done. Then give us this day our daily bread. I loved this part of the Lord's Prayer. I am a professed foodie. I love to eat. But now get this. Why would Jesus teach us to pray that way? Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, and I've got to speed up right here. But it's so good. We are made. What are we going to do every day? What are we going to do every day? We are going to eat every day. Why do we eat? We're empty. We're hungry. Every single thing that our father ever made, he made it with the point of us understanding a spiritual truth. I don't care what you look at. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you study. Honestly, that's why we have these bug series. I'm just so amazed. The bugs teach us. Doth not the heavens declare the glory of God? Everything he did in us was for the purpose of us getting a spiritual truth. Because Hael, he knew how slow we would be to get it. So he says, I'm going to make you hungry every day. Your body's going to digest food, and you're going to get hungry, and you're going to go, 
I want to be full. I want to be full. I need to eat. And so when Jesus is teaching us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's teaching me to pay attention to something that I already pay attention to, food. But he says, now, Kathy, get this. Just as you go to the cupboard and fix Clint's lunch and your lunch and you make that tomato soup and grilled cheese and you sit down, wait, stop and pray. Invite me to lunch. Thank me for lunch. Thank me that you can do something to fill your son up and fill your tummy up. That's the first line. Because that is going to prompt you then to, to understand your God desires to fill you up in areas that you can do nothing about. Those hurts, those challenges, those stresses, those losses, you feel it more potently than you feel a hunger pain. It's your spirit that aches, that's empty, and it's crying out. I don't care what I eat. I'm not even hungry because inside I'm empty. That's why you have a jar. If you did not get your jar filled of joy, come up and get it. Trina, did you get one? You never did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're a jar, and, and I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. If I get to it. So I, I, I've got, so this was all, give us this day our daily bread. That's where we ended. That's where we ended. Well, we left off there. And uh, as good as that was, and as I read over some of that materials, and as I started to think about, well, I should pick that up. Honestly, girls, it felt like leftovers. It's where we left off, and it felt like leftovers. And as rich and as good as it was then, I said, Lord, this is such a different time. Right now, 2021, in the middle of this mess, where do I begin? Where do you want me to begin? And the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart, Kathy, begin at the beginning. Teach what God says about beginnings and endings. Because that's where right we're at. We're at January 31st. We are at the beginning of a new year. And frankly, I did not want to teach anything that was connected to 2020. I did not like how that ended. I wanted something new and fresh that we needed today from God's word. Although everything that we just reviewed is so good. So, January 31st. We are at the beginning. We're nestled right in between the beginning. And uh, tonight, we're going to go to sleep, and we are going to wake up, Lord willing, to February 1st. And we're no longer in the beginning. We're no longer in the beginning of 2021. And we're a long ways away from the ending. We are smack dab in the nomadic sands of the middle. Hmm. Now, beginnings, they are all wrapped up with the excitement of something fresh, new. You know, January 1st at the beginning of 2021, boy, I had my goals, I had my dreams, I had my situations, my ducks, I was going to get them all. And there's something so fun about beginnings. They're fresh, they're new. And endings, endings are wrapped up with the bows of accomplishment. I did it. It's done. It's finished. There's, there's, there's closure with endings. 
But living in the beginning or living in the ending is minuscule compared to the time that you and I live in the middle. And the middle, there's nothing special about the middle. It's kind of like being a middle kid. Middle kid. You know, I'm not the grand glorious first. And I'm not the precious pampered last. I'm just in the middle. Girls, this is exactly right where God does his miracles. Right in the middle of what you are in. What are you in the middle in? A hard time? A good time? God wants to be in that middle. How does this happen? It begins in the beginning. God is saying, child, there's something you really need to begin in your day. And it starts with me. I need to be in the beginning of your day. When you open your eyes, begin with me. Acknowledge me. My feet touch the floor. I get in touch with my father as I walk to the coffee maker. Father, this is the day that you've made. Father, reign in me. Father, thy will be done today. I thank you that I can begin with you. And God says, I am too, because you can't believe what you're going to be in the middle of by 2 o'clock. <laughs> and it's the truth. And it's the truth. But it's that remembering to acknowledge where my strength comes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't get into the middle without having begun with your father in the morning. So begin at the beginning. Now, God says... Begin with me because you're going to need my miracle in the middle of your day. Um, I have a purpose in it. God has a purpose in my middle. Philippians 2.13, don't look at it yet because I don't want you to see the next verse. Just write it down. It's a surprise where we're going. Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God that worketh. In you, both to do and to will of his good pleasure. It is God that worketh in me. How many want God to work in you today? Oh, dear Lord, work in me today. Work in me today your good pleasure. How does that happen? Did it happen yesterday? Did it happen last week when you were under pressure and stress, stress as you were being stretched in your job, in your workplace, or with your children, or in a relationship, or in your finances, or in your health? Did, did God work in that? If not, why not? God never gives us a, a beautiful promise and statement or instruction without also giving us the way to accomplish it. He does what he only can do, and then he says, now, child, you do this. And I love that it's written out, Leslie, plainly, mostly in one and two-syllable words. So now turn to your Bibles to Philippians 2, 13 and 14, and this is what God says. Kathy, my child, it is me, it is God, which worketh in you both to do and to will of his good pleasure. And then verse 14, okay, here comes my responsibility. This is going to happen. He says, 
do all things without murmurings and disputings. Do all, all, those, all those middle moments. Do, oh, and you know what? We go like, this is the first time I've heard this. <laughs> Not. You see, you see, we know it. Don't, don't we know it, girls? We all know that we are. Now, what, first of all, what's murmuring? Murmuring is that low grumble that happens when something has just been dumped on you that's not your turn to do. Murmuring is, murmuring is walking away from that person who is just unreasonable or irate or impatient or mm, and mumbling is a <laughs> Go ahead, give the person next to you a mumble. <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> and then disputings, disputings, that's just open argument. That is open, open. There is a way to communicate a difference of opinion. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. No, we're not. We're not even going to. I'm not even going to talk to you about murmurings and disputings because we have gone over this. We have dissected this many ways in class. I'm just telling. I'm just making the point. We all know it. Hmm. So we have the knowledge, but there's no what? There's no power. There's no power. Is that right? Oh, praise the Lord. He's stretching our moments. I, I, there, there's something going, going wrong with my watch. And so, yeah. Oh, I don't care about the hour. Yeah, I was looking at the minute. We, we don't go by hours in class. We go by minutes. Um, so we have the knowledge, but we don't have the power. Why? I'm going to tell you why, and you're going to love it. But just repeat after me the first four words of Philippians 2.13. For it is God. Say it again. For it is God. Part of your homework that I was trying to run off for you this morning that didn't get run off is for this to echo in your mind every day. For it is God. And then if, if something's not working in your day, add the next two words. For it is God that worketh. In me. God, work in me. I need the power of you working in me. Now, remember when I talked about the jerk in the first part of the lesson? Connect it with this murmurings and disputings. When I say, what a jerk, I take a derogatory name and I, I label that person that name, and as soon as I do, Remember, verse 13, for it is God, for it is God which worketh in you to do and to will of his good pleasure. This is what God wants to do. It's going to come in a time in which somebody has emptied you. That's where God works his miracles, in our emptying times. And I respond with, a jerk. I close immediately the ability of God to work in me. I have exercised my will over God's will. And we get enough practice, but we're such slow learners. As soon as I want to call that person a jerk, I have already, in the beginning of my day, committed on purpose, deeply, continually, Father, I want your will 
and every person I talk with today, Father, when I go to Walmart, let me run into somebody in which I can express your love to them. He does that all the time. We're not going door to door because of COVID and because of fear. Walmart has become my best personal outreach place. And I love it because God does it. There's a man pushing, uh, collecting carts, and, and I, he came over to my trunk where I was, and he took my cart, and, and I said, well, thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? He said, well, I'm getting through it. And I said, can I tell you just one quick thing? God loves you, and he wants to go through it with you. Seek him. Find him. I said, I go to that church across the street. I never tell him I'm the pastor's wife. <laughs> Because I'm automatically labeled then, see? That's not, that is su such a, okay, I can't go there. So anyways, <laughs> when, I, when I, I stop the power of God from working in me, because I have chosen to totally disregard, do all things without murmurings and disputings. It is as simple as that, and it is as hard. So what I find when I do, when I automatically, because you say, Kathy, how can I stop that word from coming into my head? Sometimes we can't. It's there. But then praise God. As I call that person, what a jerk, the Holy Spirit. says, that's wrong. That's wrong. If, if you are not living with the promptings of the Holy Spirit convicting, and I've been there, it's because I have been covered up with too many layers of unconfessed sin. And we're going to talk about that next week. And it's so beautiful that create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. And then let, allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee. You're, you're my strength. You're my, you're my redeemer. And it falls together so quickly as you begin patterning yourself. And God tells me, Jesus is my pattern. You sowers know all about that. You go over and over the same pattern. Father, I failed. I called him a jerk. I am sorry. And then we know God gives instructions for after that, especially if that jerk happens to be somebody you are married to or somebody in your family <laughs> or, or somebody that you have to work with or somebody that is in your bubble. So then when you pray for them, and as you pray for them, what is so beautiful about that is God works in me. Sometimes he never changes those people, but he so changes me that I live filled with God's joy. What a difference. What a difference in my day just simply because I am walking with the truth, for it is God that works. God, I don't want to do anything that stops you working in me. Prompt me with the, with the smallest things, the things that I just have become so used to that I don't even see. God, reveal that to me. Search me and try me. And know my heart and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way. Father, I want it to be made known because I want to live clean for the purpose of you working in me. And it begins with, for it is God. If you and I do not begin our days with God, we so quickly are so far removed from acknowledging him in all our ways. And then our ways are just in the middle and they become a mess. I want to impress upon your minds and hearts, for it is 
God that worketh. Here is your God. Here is just a little, little thing of here is your God. Oops. I don't want that. Get where you can see this. You're going to love this. Can you hear that?
timeless question lingers in the details. How do individual crystals alter Earth in such visually extravagant packages? An Old Testament scripture may provide a clue. Then the Lord spoke to Job. Have you entered the treasures of the snow? Tell me. For it is God. Say it with me. For it is God. <coughs> now, here's your homework. <clears throat> your homework is, first of all, Ephesians 2.13. Um, we're not going to get to our canning jar. We're going to do that next week. Let me give you your homework. It is God. Knowing God, enjoying God talking with God, praising God. He must be in my beginning of my day. Girls, if God would, there was that part, snow could come down in clumps, in ugly clumps, but God designs. If he does that for a snowflake, he has a design for our day. He has a plan for exactly what we are in the middle of. For it is God that worketh. Here's some ways in which there is a freshness when you are in the middle as you worship. When things don't work out, stop asking why and start asking who. When things don't work out, stop asking why and start asking who. And you go back to in the beginning God. God, you have a purpose in this. He quoted Job in here. I've been listening to the Bible on tape. Um, I've got it on CDs. What a wonderful way when you're in the kitchen, when you're doing a non-essential task that you don't need your brain to have the word of God going. Girls, it's so powerful. The word of God is life. The word of God changes me. The word of God convicts me. And I love the fact that the whole time I was making your cookies, I had the word of God on, and it was amazing because it was the book of Job. And it so convicted me. I know the story, but I needed to hear it again. 
it is God that worketh in me. So here are some fresh new ways to start some homework of re-acknowledging for it is God. Because we already know what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do in so many of these areas, but somehow it's not working in me. I've got to go back to my God and in prayer say, Father, above all else today, I want you to work in me. Make your beginning time in your morning, your worship time in the morning, your acknowledging God in the morning, something new and fresh. Here are some, just some suggestions. Beginning your day with the Lord. First of all, um, thank him for his promise. Thank him for his promise to work in you. You're in an empty time. You're in a hurtful time. Thank you, Lord, that you have promised you are going to work in me. And as you pray to clean your heart, because that's how you begin your worship with God, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew my mind. And every time my mind wants to go down those paths, that are not lovely, good, thinking on these things. Father, draw me back. Thank you for renewing my mind. Father, thank you for the ways you love me. In your worship time, when was the last time you just stopped and thanked the Lord for the ways he loves you? There are so many ways he loves me. And Father, thank you for what you did because you loved me. Now, if we had time in class right now, we would, begin, we would start naming the ways in which God loves me. Do you know he, he, gave me, he gives me my next breath? Do you know he created eyes to see? Do you know he created a heart that understands that's totally different from the animal kingdom so that I could understand his love? So many ways he loves me. Start listing 10 of them in your morning devotions. List 10 ways God loves you and think on that. It will take, it will go with you when you are in the middle of somebody not loving you so much in your day. And it helps you deal with that person with God's love because if I don't learn Christ, that person to whom I just called a jerk mentally or out loud, all they're going to see is Kathy. And there's so much of a higher purpose as we live unto the Lord than just Kathy and my fullness or emptiness of my jar. You know, but we are so self-absorbed, we think in those terms. No, the greatest purpose I have in my life is showing someone else Jesus. They desperately need to know God's love. And here I am, a container of God's love with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he gives me so many opportunities to share that in the most unusual, unpredictable ways. I get to get excited about the next time somebody or something empties you, I'm going to show them you, God. I'm going to show them your love. I want you to work in me. And you can't believe what God does, what God works, when I am submitted to his will, when I don't grumble, when I don't complain, when I on purpose forgive. We're going to get into so many good things. But it begins with knowing my God. That's where the power is. And that's why we live so shallowly and so superficially and so selfishly because we have not really gotten in touch. We don't remember. We don't walk with him in our moments. We don't acknowledge him in all our ways. So here, here's some other ideas. Um, 
The first part of your homework is, is Philippians 2.13. Rehearse over and over, for it is God, for it is God, for it is God. God, I need to love you more today than I did yesterday. The second part of your homework is in your worship time. Get in a new place. Get in a new place to open up your Bible and pray. Light a candle. Light a candle and prepare yourself for the next 15 minutes to worship your God. Get in a new place. We're still in the new year. Tomorrow it changes. Get in a new place. Um, perhaps, perhaps sing a song of praise. You say, Kathy, I can't sing. Do you know that does not matter to our Father? Make a joyful noise. Do you know how I love to hear Clint sing? Clint begins every day listening to his Uncle Renee on CD, and he sings with him. He worships. He worships in song. If you have not tried that in your worship time, and you need something new, you need something, you need God's power because I know it's all here. I know, but it's not working. Then God is not working in me. Here's, here's another idea. Get on your knees to pray if you can. Get on your knees to pray. It is that very posturing that puts a seriousness in stepping into the throne room of grace. It's huge. If you can get on your knees, get on your knees and pray. Um, perhaps, and I always encourage you to have paper and pencil when you have your devotions. As you open up your Bible, have a pen in your hand, say, Lord, speak to me. What am I going to need for today? Jot it down. Put down what, what is impressed upon you. But even better than that, if you're just in a zombie state because you haven't had your morning coffee yet and you're just waiting, but you know you want to be aware and you know this 15 minutes, if that's all you have, has got to be vital. It's your beginning. Take the name of Jesus. Put it on across your paper, J-E-S-U-S. -S, and say, dear Jesus, sweetest name I know. You've given me that name, J, J. Justification. You've justified me. E, eternal life. You've given me eternal life. S, S, sweetness. I get to savor all the sweet things that you bless me. You daily load me with your benefits. You, understanding. For there is not a feeling that we feel that he has not experienced. He's our high priest. He has felt everything that we, he empathizes, he understands. And he wants to walk with me in this. You understand how I feel. Don't you go through times where you just know nobody understands how you feel? God does. Your father does. Yes. Sanctification. It's a great big word that simply means purified. Purified. Father, you've sanctified me. I don't have to live in the sewer of life. You have lifted me up. You have set my feet on solid ground. I'm sanctified for today. And now, Father, it is you. It is God. You work in me today. I can't wait. I can't wait to see your good pleasure in me today. So there's your homework. Lord willing, if we're here, Next week, next Sunday, you can't believe what we're going to get into. <laughs>